lightning if you couldn't tell hello and welcome to another episode of Erwitz's house of horror i'm your host steve Hurwitz, and this is the not so serious podcast about horror movies horror news and then just some horror related activities that we do in our lives and when i say we i of course am referring to my co-host who is once again back here as always jefferson Hi, miller i'm the other guy you, jeeve you merwitz didn't let me finish talking can you my name is jeeve merwitz i'm the co-host uh what happened to jeff well we don't want to, we don't talk about it you got replaced yep yeah after last week's episode where it was just uh yeah <laughs> a bit of nonsense we sent talking. jeff home yeah, he needed a break. We sent actually Jeff on a vacation back home with Fernando to Florida. It was much needed. As we did mention, Jeff was, as he's been working quite a bit and mm-hmm. he has just been stressing. And that's why it was so hard to get everybody back into a room together to watch movies and record something. So we now welcome Jeeve Merwitz. I'm not going to remember that. Can I just call you Jeff? <sighs> I guess. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome back, Jeff. How are you doing today? That's Jeeve. Uh, I'm doing uh, I'm doing OK, you know, yeah. belly full of uh, Del, Taco. Del Taco, brain full of that movie we just watched. Yeah, we are returning of yawns. back to the regular scheduled program this week of talking about a horror movie that we did start like two weeks ago and we just got back around to finishing. And I did watch this movie. This, yeah, yeah, thankfully. So I mean, we're all back to normal. It's been a while. <laughs> we're going back to the the roots of this, I guess. Yeah, but not really. I just want to thank everyone for putting up with last week's episode. That was our first attempt at a discussion episode, which we have talked about in the past. You and me doing Jeff for quite a bit, maybe in a situation like that where we can't sit down to watch a movie either together or separate, or just something we needed to you know to toss out some content for people. So. Mm-hmm. We're going to get better at it. It wasn't. Yeah, our uh, uh, hot take hotline is just full of cursing and people yelling at us. Yeah. Yeah. For, for like, doing doing what we did. So if you hated it, guess what? There will be more coming out at some point. I think we talked about some stuff at the end of the year. But again, this is a topic discussion for <laughs> not, not, not on the podcast. Well, welcome back, everyone. Jeff, do you know what time it is? Horror hour. That's correct. <laughs> it is time for the horror hour. Let's get into it. Let's start off with you, my friend. Um, actually, can I go first? Oh, okay. So <laughs> my first uh, <laughs> okay. item is going to be a new movie that's coming out, a trailer, which I don't believe that you've seen. Mm-hmm. So suck it. Uh, it's for a movie called Totally Killer. I have seen like somebody posted about it or I saw that the trailer went up and that has maybe the trailer for the trailer. Kiernan Shipman. Kiernan right. Chipka. Yes, I was close. It's uh, Sabrina from Sabrina Adventures in Riverdale University. Yeah, Adventures of Dark. Of Dark, Dark Sabrina. Sabrina. I did watch like the first season of that and I, I read like, half of it and it was all right. I just really. I watched some of it too and kind of was like, eh. 
As a boy growing up in the 90s, I, of course, watched Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Of course, yeah, you grew up on that. It's like, this isn't Sabrina. No. And in some girl. In that, she had the awesome cat Salem, I think was his name. And he was a sassy. Yeah, animatronic sometimes. Sassy, quick witted talking cat and yeah. honestly he reminds me a lot of emerson james's cat mm-hmm. especially when i was living with james all emerson would ever do is talk not like in sentences but he would just be- uh whoa <laughs> let that one slip dude everyone's gonna know you're a witch now <laughs> and yeah he was just a very vocal there we go a vocal cat and <clears throat> uh, I had just, a lot of opinions when i associate emerson with something i'm like oh you're obviously a talking magic you're obviously cat. salem from sabrina the teenage Witch. obviously so shout out to you emerson if you're listening to this podcast. there should be a um sabrina the teenage witch and teenage mutant ninja turtles crossover i feel like like they, the teen titles i feel like they probably could have done that like an animation or something that was something sure fun to do i like when they have people on uh you know stuff like that remember when we do that's what i was gonna say well i was gonna say scooby-doo and supernatural did a animated team up do you remember that um yeah that's right i didn't actually watch it but i remember seeing a lot of hype about it because it's like oh it's the two they've also teamed up with like batman and stuff that doesn't i mean that's less horror related but i mean batman uh yeah i guess you're right bats are spooky whoa at least he thinks so talking about bats to the later dress up like the thing i'm the most afraid of what if like a brick had been thrown through his window He'd be brick man. He just terrorizes people. He just beats people to death with bricks. Oh, I imagine him dressed as a giant brick and he just hucks himself at people. That too. <laughs> he, just he has a brick in each hand and he's a giant brick. <laughs> he throws his body and then he uses both bricks as he's just collapsed on top of somebody. And his car is made out of bricks like a little brick house. Are the wheels made out of bricks? Yes. Hmm, interesting. I don't yeah. know how that would work, but I approve he's of ri- it. He's rich enough it's- that it... He solves that. It's true. I'm imagining a flying brick now, just with just a brick going through <sighs> the air with rockets in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Um, Let's talk about your but trailer, yeah. So Jeff. Kiernan, uh, and then also Julie Bowen from you might know her from Modern Family. She was the mom. Oh, she was also Jack's wife in Lost. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she lost her legs and then she got them back. We have to go back. We have to go back, Kate. We have to go back. My legs. Um, they're both in it and, uh, you know, a bunch of other people, probably, probably more than two people. It's called Totally Killer. It comes out October 6th, just in time for Halloween, directed by Nanachka Khan, who directed Always Be My Maybe, which is a really good rom-com. I really wanted Netflix. to see that. I heard it's yeah, very it's good. good. And it was written by a bunch of people, David Madelon, Sasha Pearl, Raver, and Jen D'Angelo. I don't know those names. Most of them don't really have credits except for Jen D'Angelo, who wrote Hocus Pocus 2 and a bunch of workaholics and stuff. Oh, very cool. Yeah. So that looks good. Uh, So that movie is about. Yeah, I I just realized that you have no idea what we're talking about. It's about a girl who there's like murders happening and she's being chased by a murderer and he stabs like an arcade machine or something. And they Mm -hmm. go back in time to the 80s. Oh, shit. And she like meets her mom when she's young. It's like Back to the Future meets murderous scream or something yeah all right and like the murderer wears like i think his name is like max Payne or something it was a little bit before my time but it's like the blonde guy from the 80s and i think he had like a he wore a mask i don't know it's like an 80s mask max Payne was a video game character oh yeah that's right mark Wahlberg. bullet time what do you mean i'm a bullet time here's my impression of max Payne. Uh uh-oh I woke up and I got out of bed and I thought, man, my head hurts. Hurts almost as much as that time I drank an entire bottle of whiskey. And then I remembered my wife was dead. Oh yeah, man, today's going to be a bad day. 
As I left the door, I looked at the door and the door looked back at me, and all I saw was the emptiness, the empty black color of the door, just like the black soul that I feel inside. That was pretty good. Thanks, man. I, love I was Max surprised. Uh, that was uh, more accurate than I thought. I was all ready for the <laughs> ironic laugh, and then, and then I was impressed. So, uh, Max Max Hedrum, I think, is what you're thinking of, right? Yeah. It was like a weird. Kind I of don't know if that's him, but it looks like him. It's probably like sort of based off of that look. Right. Yeah. It was a weird. It was a weird looking guy. Max Headroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised you remember that. Ah, uh, you know, 80s stuff. I like that. I like it a lot. Yeah, yeah. Well, that sounds pretty. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, it looks fun, and it's like a horror comedy, yeah, so yeah, that'll be I fun. Figured. I always like those. I'll probably actually now definitely be checking out the trailer. Yeah, yeah, and I'll probably see that in theaters. Is it coming to theaters? Yeah, oh, October sweet. 6th. Very cool. Uh, I mean, I think so, or it's not, that might be a Netflix movie. Anyway, uh, what about you? Well, Or Howard News. Since we're talking about trailers, can you not? <sighs> <laughs> since we're talking about trailers right now, <clears throat> excuse me. I, I wanted to bring up a trailer that came out maybe about two weeks ago, a week ago. I'm not really sure, but it's it is the trailer for the movie, the horror movie directed by Eli Roth. Thanksgiving. Ah, just in time for Thanksgiving. That's right. So this was a originally conceived of as a fake movie trailer that played before the Grindhouse films, Planet Terra and the one with Kurt Russell. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, he drives a car. Um, I feel like maybe it should have stayed. Death proof. A fake trailer, you know? Death proof. Oh, this movie? Yeah. Oh, man. Well, I am actually kind of psyched for this. A, it's Eli Roth, and he definitely knows how to do, like, some gross-out shit. Mm-hmm. And the trailer, like, the fake trailer that came out looked very much just one of those 80s over-the-top just kind of horror movies. And this is a much more modern, updated version of that. But the plot right. and the synopsis for this is when the infamous... Whoop, I'm reading the... <laughs> The description for totally killer. Excuse me, I had that page up. <laughs> like when a infamous sweet 16 killer. No, no. All right. After Black Friday riot ends in tragedy, a mysterious Thanksgiving inspired killer terrorizes Plymouth, Massachusetts, the birthplace of the infamous holiday. I got distracted because I got a text if I, I heard <laughs> didn't that. read that properly. But yeah, essentially it's a it's a Thanksgiving killer, a guy dressed up as a pilgrim. And there is a shot that appears of, I think, like a cheerleader on a trampoline, which is sort of infamous from the fake trailer because you see that a shot similar to that. And then you just see a knife come up through the trampoline <laughs> and she's about to go down after doing the splits on it. Oh, yeah. I and do. so that is a setup for something that I, <laughs> I wonder if they're actually going to follow through. Yeah, with. that's nasty. But yeah, you just see families getting together, having a good time, and then also grizzly murders being shoved in between there. So that is going to be coming out. In 2023, I don't actually see a release date because I'm not. Hopefully November. Uh, Yeah, probably. Oh, here we go. Uh, November 17th, 2023. I wonder if that's on Thanksgiving. I don't know anything about Thanksgiving. I think Thanksgiving is the second to last week. Oh, okay. Am I going to really look? It's the 23rd. Am I making that up? Who's to say? So I'm looking forward to that movie for sure. Let's move along. So, Jeff. Yes. Have you ever heard of a movie called Terrifier 2? Uh. (laughs) More Terrifier 2? Yes, I have some. I have an exciting update on the news that I gave last week about how Terrifier 2 is returning to theaters. Mm-hmm. Now, I did say that it was coming back the November 8th. Well, guess what, Jeff? That date has been pushed up officially by one whole week. So Whoa. Terrifier 2 will now be released or coming back into theaters on November 
first. Again, major surprises are promised, probably relating to Terrifier 3. The director said something about how it's still a year away, but he wants to drop some spoilers, not some spoilers, but like some some news. Some teases. Some teases. So now I get to see that a week early. We get to see that a week early. Jeff, mm-hmm. aren't you psyched? So psyched. Just as a reminder... I mean, you got to give this movie credit because it was originally started as an Indiegogo campaign Mm -hmm. with a goal of $50,000, I think it was. And they ended up raising $250,000. And that is pretty insane. In the entire run that it had in limited theatrical places, it made about $11 million. So you got to admit, like, those are some very impressive numbers for something that started off so small. Mm. So I, once again, cannot wait for this. So that is some. Updates on that. Next, I want to talk about the Friday the 13th movies. So they kind of went to streaming on Max at the beginning of the month. I just didn't mention this. So for anybody who hasn't realized, Friday the 13th, part one through nine are now streaming on Max. So you can watch those at any point. I hope that they're going to stay on there through the October season for spooky times and spooky things to watch. But this is also a great time to check the series out if you never have, or maybe you've missed one or you watched a couple and just kind of fell off. You now can watch them at your leisure. And once you do that, we have recorded episodes on Friday the 13th, part one through five. So you can give those a watch and then listen to what we have to say about it, because that's what everybody wants to do is listen to us talk about something, right? I think so. And we also will be talking about Friday the 13th Part 6 sometime in the upcoming future. Unfortunately, not in October because we have something something planned, something something big coming up. So we'll we'll talk a little bit more about that at at the end of the episode. But I definitely recommend checking out the series, you know, ones through I think six are brilliant. I think they're all pretty brilliant, even number nine. Friday, or it's not called Friday the 13th, it's just called Jason Goes to Hell. Is it called Friday 9? Nope. Fuck. It's, it's the one where he becomes a worm and goes into people. Whoa, it's really, spoiler, dude. It's really bad. Never seen it. It's pretty bad. We're going to watch it. Don't you worry, Jeff. Don't you Good. fucking worry. I was worried. I wonder if, I don't, actually, oops, I don't remember if Jason X is on there, but well, you can see, so. you can see one through nine for sure. Moving along, I want to finally let people know I decided to get around to rewatching The Exorcist again. I've been talking about the original, this, the original for a very long time. And I did this a couple of weeks ago. And uh, I, I mean, everyone says it's great for a reason. And I feel like you talking about Jaws. This movie is brilliant. Why hasn't everyone <laughs> seen it? Yeah. Like it is for sure a little bit of a, of a slow buildup. Well, like I, I was checking the time to see like how long it took before like weird shit exorcism shit or like possess shit started happening it was about 40 minutes into the movie Hmm. but i did not mind that because there was a lot of build-up there was a lot of character development making you actually like feel some things like for the mom after her kid gets possessed and you you go through what one of the priests is going through you see like how he's just going through hell and back in his in his own hell essentially and i mean it's just very intense like I, i had some good feelings they're not good feelings. I, I just like I felt shit during this. And I was like, this is this is a classic for a reason. And I think it's about two hours, but you needed everything in that to really get the whole experience. I think it's such a good movie. And this has me even more psyched for the upcoming Exorcist movie, Exorcist Belief, or I guess the new trilogy. So I definitely if you have not seen Exorcist Original Exorcist, check it out. And where did you watch it? I think it was I think I rented it. Oh, OK. Yeah, it's like three, four bucks. But yeah. 
it's worth it. You know, it's a great movie. And well, hey, maybe you can rent it in our show notes. Yeah, maybe. And also, as a very exciting fact, well, we lost our, our affiliation link with Amazon. Oh, uh, yeah, damn. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. I, I guess you just link it to, hey, go here. But I also now want to bring up that The Exorcist is returning to theaters on October 1st and October 4th for its 50th anniversary. There you so, go. Why rent it when you can go see it on the big screen? In October, in the spookiest time of year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the perfect opportunity to rewatch this or watch it for the first time. It is it is a really good example of of like a horror film that upsets people. Mm-hmm. I really like it. <laughs> All right, I have one final bit of video game news here for anyone who likes video games in the Resident Evil series. Resident Evil Four is getting a free update on Thursday the twenty first. So by the time this episode comes out. This DLC will be available. It is the Separate Ways DLC. So that is like its own little story that takes place. You you play as Ada Wong, one of the side characters in Resident Evil 4, and you sort of go through what she was experiencing while Mm. Leon was going through his own shit. And it's really fun. It was included in the original Resident Evil 4. There was a lot of shit that was released with that when it first came out on the GameCube and the PlayStation 2. So they've slowly been rolling out like all that stuff as DLC. Yeah, I think they just wanted to get the base game out. Right. Yeah, I mean, at least the That's DLC cool. is, I mean, it's fr- is free. Exactly. Right. Yeah, they released the Mercenaries mode not too recently, which was also free. And I think in this Separate Ways DLC, they're releasing two new characters for the Mercenaries mode, which is really cool. If you know what I'm talking about, it's it's very exciting news. I don't, but, That's I, right. I, but I'm still excited. Yeah, and then also at one of the State of Plays or some video game event that they had, there is a winter release date for the PlayStation 2 VR experience of Resident Evil 4, mm. which, yeah, again, it's just more DLC shit that's rolling out. It's going to be for free. And I was keeping people updated on my Resident Evil 8 VR experience. Mm-hmm. And now I'm going to start doing that once Resident Evil 4 comes out because this very much like it looks beautiful. It has a very spooky atmosphere. I think they're very the two games, Resident Evil 4 and Resident Evil 8, are along the same lines where it starts off more spooky than moves into action. But it's still it, like this game, Resident Evil 4, changed the way the Resident Evil games were played in a lot of like cover based shooter games and uh, third person perspective games kind of changed because of it. So I feel like they're, they'd be great for VR, too. Oh, they're absolutely. Like the perfect games for VR to port over. I mean, I did have Resident Evil 4 VR for the Oculus, but mm-hmm. that was like the graphics from like the, the GameCube original. PlayStation right. era. Like it was updated ish, but it's still like, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and this is now like the PS5 graphics that I'm going to be witnessing myself. And yeah, now now it'll be good enough graphic graphics that you'll have to take frequent breaks and turn the lights on. Probably. I mean, yeah. Too yeah. spooky. It's, Too spooky for me, that's for sure. It's good stuff. Well, that brings me to the end of my horror hour news. Jeff, before we move on into today's topic, is there any Fraser news we should be aware of? Um, nope, but I do actually have one more piece of horror hour news that oh, I forgot about. Let's have it. Um, I got put onto this by a TikTok user. Uh, his name is Cooper. He likes to point out, I think he lives in the area and he points out like um, different movies and stuff uh, mm-hmm. for people to watch. I think he's a filmmaker or something like that. But he was talking about a set of movies, I guess a series of movies on Tubi, which is I think free. I believe so. Called The Third Saturday in October and The Third Saturday in October Part Five. Okay. That are both coming out at the same time, um, which are clearly like parodies of Friday the 13th. Um, And I don't think they're comedies. They're just homages to the whole genre. Mm -hmm. 
low budget indie movies and it's like they only made part one and part five in the way that they wanted to do like the the first movie that's gritty and dark and real and then the part five which is like jason x is in space or whatever it gets kind of crazy or it's like um, so Michael I'm, Myers is uh, there's some sort of cult. He's got a druid's curse on him. Right, right yeah. exactly. Where it's like by part five, it just starts getting wacky and weird. Yeah, I really and like they sound that. fun. That's really cool. Yeah, I'll have more information at some point. Um, Are they available now? Quick. I actually don't know. Well, um, if they are, uh, check the show notes. I'll probably yeah. toss a link in. Also, I feel I never say this early enough, but you know, check the show notes for time codes if you want to just skip this bullshit. <laughs> I'll be so fucking. But yeah, I'll, I'll be checking those out this Halloween for me, sure. That's a perfect too. Halloween situation. Yeah, that sounds like something maybe like not your average horror person could kind of get on board with. Totally. Like a Skylar. Yeah. Or a My Sister. Yeah. Uh, those are the only two examples that I have. <laughs> well, is that it for horror, Howard? That's Jeff? all I got. All right. Let's move into this week's movie. Like I said, we are back to the old formula of talking about just some. I guess I don't know if low budget is the right word, but just sort of wacky, weird 80s. What's going on? Why is this from space? Kind of campy movie. Mm -hmm. Jeff, this week we're talking about the movie Life Force from 1985, directed by Toby Hooper. They watched. They waited. Now their time has come. Out of the depths of space, the ultimate terror. Moving, searching, destroying. From body to body, from life to life, from man to woman. Changing, growing, burning for our life force. So, first of all, this movie is a little out of this world. Because, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because it does start us off in outer space. Oh, also, I should note that we did watch, I think, the director's cut of this movie, which I didn't realize. So we were halfway through. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, if you do watch this cut, I'm sure they're fairly similar. I think there's maybe 10 added minutes from what I read. Yeah, there's just like some longer scenes scenes or, in the beginning that they kind of move later into on. the movie as more of a flashback and gotcha, things gotcha, like that. Gotcha. Oh, oh, my God, Jeff, I we haven't done this in so long. I almost forgot to ask for the Jeff summary of the movie. All right, let's see. Here we go. This movie is about a bunch of astronauts in space and they come in contact with something and they bring it back to Earth and um, everybody's naked and lots of blue lights and what the heck's happening? And this guy looks like a shriveled up raisin. Oh, why is he kissing that lady? Uh Oh, they it looks like they want to fuck each other chaos and and i hope everyone's okay you know will they be exclamation uh, question mark exclamation point that is extraordinarily like one of your most accurate jeff summaries of a movie i've ever heard that's it's not too bad that's very good well it is currently august 9th and we have the british and american space teams teamed up on the churchill spacecraft they are just floating about. I think they're just checking out a comet. Hey, it's Haley's Comet. Haley's going comet. by Earth. And they detect something that's in, I think, the tail of the comet. And it's mm -hmm. like this long. It's like needle-like. They keep, they keep saying 150 miles long. Yeah. And it's covering all these strange markings. Mm -hmm. So, of course, being 
Explorers, kind of like a certain show called Stargate Galaxy Atlantis. Quest. Mm. Oh, <laughs> we were both wrong there. <laughs> they decide to investigate this. So four of the astronauts enter. The, like it, it looks like an artery almost. They yeah, it's very openings. organic. It reminds me a little bit of like the the Giger kind of like the alien totally. look a little bit, but it's it's much more like you just said organic. Yeah, even more organic than the yeah the Geiger stuff. Once they're inside, they see more of like veiny, much more organic. I keep saying that, but just insides. It, it looks like it's alive. Yeah. And there's also um, you're going to notice or maybe you won't because you're not looking at the images, but there's a sexual theme throughout this movie. And oh, the God. fact <laughs> that this craft is long, thin, 150 miles long with a one at one end has a base to it. You go in, like you said. The walls are skin-like and veiny. It's very like, huh, okay. Is this a penis? Are they in a big old space penis? Maybe. Maybe. You know, I got to say, just off the bat, this is a very horny movie. It's so Oh, very much so. (laughs) This is like, okay, just to tack on the very end of the Jeff summary, this is like uh, uh, if Alien... Uh, had a baby with uh, softcore porno. Mm, yeah, kind uh, of. Uh, and, and, but it was like a threesome with um, Space Draculas. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> but that vampire, or not, God yeah. damn it, see what you did to me? The <laughs> werewolf movie. Which one? That we watched. Oh. F- uh, f- f- London. London. Werewolf. London werewolves. Look out. There's, yeah. a, there's a werewolf Uh-oh. in London. <laughs> and we're at a bar. There he goes. That those three things. That's very That's interesting huh? to me. Yeah, that, I, I like that. Yeah. Quite so a bit. anyway, the the explorers carefully punch their way and float into a space penis, and they end up finding these giant bat-like creatures. Like they're mm-hmm. they're bigger than the actual humans. I mean, again, I'm sure, like with their wingspan, but just their actual body size, probably about twice as big. Pretty big. Yeah, fairly big. Uh, Sounds about right. They end up finding like thousands of them too then they're all dead just floating about and they decide to take one with them which uh, seems like a bad idea but you know i'm not maybe this is why i'm not an astronaut that's probably the reason probably at a certain point the ship ends up expanding there's like this nice (laughs) i think you said that there was like a bulbous end and it ends up making like an umbrella right it stretches out yeah 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 you know like a like a bat like like a bat bat wing. wing Oh man, that's bad. That's yeah. really bad. <laughs> it's nonstop through the whole movie, too. At this point, a giant, like glowing hole forms, and it honestly looks mm-hmm. a little bit, like, little bit like a butthole. Yep, and it just opens up. And of course, the astronauts have to go in, <laughs> and this is when they find three bodies in like suspended animation, like human bodies. Human bodies. Yeah, it's two males and one lady. Yeah, strategically placed um, shadows, so we don't see any uh, dude's genitals, but we do see uh, a naked woman. Mm-hmm. I thought that was uh, interesting how it's like, Shh, don't worry about it. It's just conveniently, you the dudes, you can't see anything, but the lady, hey, hey. everything's up for grabs, baby. <laughs> it's like, okay, cool. They're also in like these cases as well. They're right, that's right, animation like glass, kind of like glass. I mean, it glass looks like glass display cases, yeah. but they're not. They decide to take those and the bat with them, and we cut to black. It is now 30 days later, and the Churchill spacecraft is returning to Earth. There is no connection with 
or communication, excuse me, mm-hmm. with ground control. And apparently the ship is just drifting off course. And so the space, is it like the British space station, some space station? I think it's NASA. NASA sends up the ship, the Columbia. Yeah, a little rendezvous. To go see what's going on. Because again, there's no word. They're just drifting about. Mm-hmm. Once the astronauts board the Churchill, everything seems empty and there are just burn marks everywhere. Yeah, it's scorched. There is absolutely nobody on board. Oh, wait a second. No, we see floating bodies of just corpses burned, floating slowly about. The astronauts do end up coming across the three cases with the three naked bodies in them, perfectly preserved. No damage has been done to them. So they're brought back to the European Space Research Center in London. We see... Haley's Comet is still passing by, so like across the Earth. And you're giving me a fun fact about that, right? Oh yeah, yeah. The well, this is this movie is based on a book, mm, I believe. Uh, and in the book, the craft was found on something else. Uh, I don't remember what it was, but in the movie, they changed it to Haley's Comet because Haley's Comet was going to be passing within Earth's orbit, like the year after the movie was supposed to come out. So they're like, it'll be extra spooky. Do you think it was? Extra spooky? Yeah. Uh, maybe. Like middle spooky? I bet there are a couple people who are like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> nice. <laughs> or some Smart. people just even realize it. Yeah. I mean, that went over my head. I guess I wasn't alive back then. So never yeah, mind. yeah. <laughs> that does make sense. <laughs> There's also a little news report that we see on the TV of the comet is bad news. It predicts like an upcoming right. bad fortune. Bad juju. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess the cases at some point open up all on their own with nobody doing anything to them. And the scientist decides to do autopsies on them. One of the autopsy guys goes in and he's about to cut open the lady Dracula. But then she wakes up and she is just full on alive and naked. Of course, everyone is still very naked, Yeah, very naked. And they're not I would say. These bodies aren't they're they're suspiciously attractive. All of them, yeah. All of the bodies. Mm-hmm. She takes off the autopsy guy's mask and then she starts kissing him, and we start seeing like this blue, like electricity or this blue energy kind of yeah. coursing about them. And uh, well, he gets a big old face suck and he turns into like this skinny skeleton husk of a body. Yeah. And everyone thinks that he's dead. But he thinks thinks that he's dead. So the lady Dracula ends up wandering about and I guess uses her space powers to choke people. Yeah, I was a little <laughs> I was a little confused by that. I guess she has the force. It seems to be a little bit like whatever they feel like in the moment. That's yeah, true. lots of like waving her hands and windows would shatter. And then she has like ele- electricity powers. Yeah, and like, she shoots like the emperor. <laughs> yeah. Die. Oh my God, is she a Jedi? Kill them. Or a Sith? Probably a Sith. Whoa. Did we just crack this movie wide open? <laughs> this was what inspired Star Wars. Uh, Star Wars actually came out before this. Well, that's what they want you to <laughs> that's believe. That's what they want us to think. Huh? Well, she kills some guards. She explodes some glass and she just wanders off at night again. Still just completely naked. Yep. I like, too, that the security guards who encounter her are like, hey, look at this babe over here. Hey, put your hands up. What are you going to do? And then she just. Yeah. What are you going to do? Naked lady. <laughs> Uh, lots of, um, again, just behind the scenes stuff about them needing to place strategic shadows mm-hmm. uh, in post mm-hmm. because of the way the movie was shot and the fact that she's just fully naked on set as well. Yeah. They're like, well, we're going to get an X rating for sure. So like she'll walk up the stairs and they're like filming her from behind. It's like, wait a second, we can <laughs> see her whole vagina. So they had to like <laughs> add shadows and stuff. Wow. 
Yeah. Imagine just walking around like a movie set all day naked. Yep. That yeah. And it was uh, uncomfortable. Apparently, um, everyone on set was super uncomfortable, but the naked woman was like, this uh, is hilarious. Ma- Matilda May. I Matilda May. Name. That's right. I mean, so she's like, she- this is great. Like everyone being uncomfortable around her. She's like, you guys are dumb. So long as she is having a good time doing it. You know, that's totally. yeah, that's yeah. that's fun. That's very funny. Well, one of the doctors that witnessed all of this shit happening is uh, approached by, I believe, Colonel Kane, and he's questioned about what is happening. One of the heads of the research center tells him that he studies death and he comes to the conclusion that these things are space Draculas. <laughs> I think there's like a little bit more. That's just what my note says. Yeah, that's basically it. <laughs> yeah. There's a few kind of jumps. He's like, I've studied death and they're taking life force from people or something. And they're space Draculas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. The two male space Draculas wake up and they just blow everything up. And they just blow everyone <laughs> in the room. They're like, hey, yo, this is how our culture says hello. Yeah, that's how the so vampires they, work. They suck. Hey, oh, hey. I mean, this is horny. This oh, is horny it's Draculas. not that far off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they blow everything up. And then they get attacked by two security guards. They just get shot up and then they just kind of get- like a Terminator moment. Yeah, you see where they're the like filled with bullets, them. but they keep walking. It's it's a cool moment. Yeah. Then a grenade gets thrown in and they explode. They some of the scientists ends up going to do a autopsy on this first guy who got face sucked by the Lady Dracula. Turns out he is not so dead. And one of the autopsy guys that was approaching him, he just grabs his face and sucks the life out of him. Yeah. And this Pretty guy, cool scene. I, I mean, the effects in this, I think, were fairly good. Yeah, yeah, like clearly of the technology of the time. You know what I mean? Like all the blue shit floating around. It's like that reminds me of Ghostbusters. It's that same technology, but not bad. And And the practical is cool. Yeah. When this tusk, when this husk sucks life out of this other guy, Mm -hmm. you sort of see him kind of regain. Like he plumps out again. Yeah. It was really cool how they did it, like both backwards and forwards, getting sucked out and getting sucked in. (laughs) Oh, I know it just says he gets sucked. This is may, maybe our first X-rated podcast. It might be. Well, this guy who has now come back to life, he gets taken away and contained. There is a, another attack reported in a park, except this time it is a lady who has been sucked dry and her body gets taken back to the facility. We're back with the first guy. Man, I wish I knew names in this, but. Well, I didn't even know if they really go. They must I, have at the time. I'm but. sure they did. But there were a lot of names going on in this movie. So first guy who was a raisin and is now a human again. Aha, yes, we're back with him. He starts going a bit mad after two hours. And he's like, oh, oh, God. And he looks like he's getting really hot and sweaty. And then he just reverts back into a corpse and he just dies. Yeah, shrivels up. And they're like, ah, and they poke him with a like an umbrella or something. Or and like a just, cane. And it goes and he just like crumples in and like to ash to powder to yeah, ash yeah powder. it's like a it's like a used up charcoal we have the second sucked off got raisin guy he comes back as well goes mad gets all corpsey and i really like this he's also contained but instead of just dying he runs at some of the people that he sees and he hits the bars and then he just explodes into dust yeah and it's pretty cool that i did like because cool. clearly what we're dealing with here is the vampire you know, it's like vampires where it's you get bit and you're like, I need to suck blood or I'll die or mm-hmm. whatever. It's kind of like that parallel there. And 
I like how they do that with where they like, if I don't get life force, I'll turn to dust. Yeah. You yeah. Know? I really like the, fun. the space kind of sci-fi twist that they put on it. Yeah. Well, the lady park corpse ends up coming back too, and she freaks out and she just explodes into dust, which was very cool. She was the one on the table, right? Mm hmm. Yeah. Let's hit the button. We have three back to back to back kills. I didn't really mark them off too much in my notes because well, any undead movies gets pretty muddy. That's true. And we also did stop about halfway through this movie. And then true. I just had to jump. We, we just jumped right back into this movie yeah. instead of rewatching the beginning. So I'm going off a, off a lot of notes right here, Jeff. Yeah. And, and you, you got to help me out through this. Well, there apparently was an escape pod that made it out from the church hill before it was found by the astronauts in space. It is recovered in Texas, and we are introduced to the character Tom Carlson. And he was the only survivor from this incident from the Churchill, and he is brought to London. And now we sort of see what happened to the crew. Apparently on the trip back, the crew all went mad, and they started dying and destroying parts of the ship. Right. Sorry. No, that's what I was going to say. And as they ended up getting closer to Earth, Tom didn't want to expose this threat to Earth. And so he was the one that tried burning everything and well, clearly it didn't work. Tom also mentions that it was really hard to leave. Like he didn't want to, like he had this. Yeah, he's like, it was the hardest thing I've ever done. Yeah. And it's very, you can tell he has these weird feelings towards the, the lady Dracula yeah. because also in the beginning, he just kept being like, I feel weird and something's off about this. And he just yeah, kept, he kept staring. Like staring at her and getting close to her and like, uh, and like breathing heavy. I was like, all right, dude, very horny. Keep it in your pants, guy. <laughs> so we now learn that there is this needle like object, again, 150 miles long, detected leaving the comet's tail and it is approaching Earth. We now have probably one of the horniest scenes in the movie where Tom is having a very sexy dream Mm -hmm. and he's lying in bed. And then all of a sudden we have flat lights start flashing and we just see this big bat appear and it's like, "Ah!" and then it cuts closer to him and it suddenly just turns into the lady Dracula, Mathilda May wearing like a satin nightgown thing. And then she, she strips it off and he goes, I'm, I'm going to give my life to you. She's like, (laughs) I'm going to take it. And lots of horniness, lots of flashing lights, and it's and essentially basically bang, right? I mean, I guess so. I'm, I don't know. There's I'm no, saying, yeah. they, there's no explicit like anything, but she has mounted him, and mm-hmm. they're both breathing a lot, lights, screaming, uh, uh, grunting. I'm like, they're definitely having sex. The porno music. This is essentially just showing that there is some sort of connection and some link between the two Mm. because they are now able to communicate through dreams and he is now experiencing feelings that he that he can like sense her because he wakes up in a panic and just (laughs) screaming (laughs) just like instantly out of his sleep (laughs) and the guys come like they're waiting outside of his room. They just come straight through the door. I don't know why I love it when somebody just starts screaming for no reason. I guess me there's too. a reason for this, but it's just funny to me. <laughs> to me, it just seems weird, like a weird response. Yeah. Like, I'm not the type of person to to make loud noises when I'm like afraid. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, oh, but it's not like <laughs> I a, mean, that is pretty loud. Oh! It's like, what are you doing? That's going to sound great to people. Yeah. <laughs> me, I just pee. I was like, oh, well, 
Oh, oh, okay. Uh, not again. They're like, Steve, I had a dream. <laughs> You're wide awake. It was sexual in nature. <laughs> the doctors there decide to use hypnosis on Tom, and he is now able to see that the Lady Dracula has, quote, a new face. And she has apparently, like, taken over another woman's body. Yeah. And she just is wandering about who knows where. Finds the dude and filling up his Volvo and hops on in and shows him her vagina. And and uh, this whole time, what's his name? Carl's Carlsbad. Tom. Yeah, sure. Yeah. (laughs) The main guy. Yeah. Yeah. Tom is uh, relaying all this through hypnosis to the doctor being like, they're like, what is she doing? What is she doing? And he's like, they're in a car. She's taking his hand. She's lifting her skirt. He's touching her. I'm like, all right, this is getting pretty intense, pretty horny. You mean? And then he like, like wakes up. I'm like, this this feels symbolic for like a wet wet dream. dream. Nice. I mean, it had to. It's just too close. Too like on the nose. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we do now see that she isn't killing people anymore, but she is spending time. And slowly, like draining small amounts of their life, of people's life force. Right. So as to uh, not- we'll call it "quote unquote" life force that she's draining <laughs> from these strangers. So as to not draw attention to where she actually is, Tom is able to see the license plate of the car and give it to some people, where they're able to track her to the what the fuck does this say? Thurstone Hospital. I can't read the writing. It's an institute for the criminally insane. Yeah. Upon everyone going there, Jeff, who is it that we see? Wait, what the hell? Who is that? Is that? Patrick Stewart, Patrick Stewart reference. reference. We had to do, we had to go extra oh long. It's an actual guy. It's the yeah. it's the guy. It is the guy. Make it so. We see Patrick Stewart as Doctor Armstrong, Number and he one. looks young and youthful, and Viral. still has a little bit of hair. Sexy, so horny. I just uh, quick tangent here, Jeff. I have just binge watched seasons two and three of Picard, and I gotta say, just seeing, I thought he looked old when I was younger. Seeing him in, like the Next Generation. Well, he's always looked like young old. Yeah. Now he just looks old, but it's like he's always had the old guy haircut. The old guy haircut, just like an old, like a like a very mature look to his face. But it is weird. Like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, he was bald. He was balding. He had like gray hair, like like an old guy. Yeah. Yeah. It was an old guy look. But then you see him now and you're like, wait, no, no, no. Now. Wait, what? And then you look back (laughs) and it's like you're young, but it's like you're. Still like you're old. pretending to be an old guy almost. <laughs> it's like, I, I've brought this up before, uh, William Hurt. Yeah. Yeah, William Hurt. How he, you know, an alien, mm-hmm. he was a guy who got the chest burster out of him. He yeah. looks like he's 60 years old and then, you know. And uh, then still. Rest in peace, but I think he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. He got like a little more wrinkly. Yeah, I mean, well, same with Patrick Stewart. Right. In, in watching Picard season three, wait, I think it's John Hurt. It's basically like their skin loses a little bit of elasticity and that's about it. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it's John Hurt I'm talking about. He's always looked a million years old. But still a great actor. William Hurt is a different guy. Yeah, he's also unfortunately passed away. Ah, uh, yeah. well. But, I mean, Star Trek, like Picard season three. Oh, my God. That is literally a continuation of the next generation. Interesting, uh, Season two of Picard was okay. It was too much Earth shit. It was like, hey, I'm, they were literally a year in the future from us. I'm like, I, I don't need to be depressed about this shit. Yeah, it was just sad. 
Like, I'm going to watch Star Trek, a little escapism. <laughs> and it's like, oh, no, we're back in 2024 when everything sucked ass and everything was shit. And we have like, ice cool. taking away these people who are just trying to run a, a hospital for people <laughs> yeah. who don't have health care. It's like, oof, ah, that is this is the life we live. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yikes. But anyways, card season three, Jeff, you need to finish it because it's so good. Will do. And Patrick Stewart, my God, he still has it. Oh, my God. Oh, spoil- <laughs> oh whoa. I think you just had a wet dream. <laughs> I just I just love Star Trek, man. Anyways, let's go back to the movie. What Jeff. you love. Star, Star Trek. Trek. Reference. Reference. Kind of. We have Tom and Kane going to see this woman who got dropped off at the hospital. Her name is Ellen. And uh, <laughs> the woman, yeah, the the one who is like seducing the dude in the car. Yeah, that was being essentially possessed by pulling up her skirt. Dracula, Lady Dracula. Yeah. And this is another, I don't know if horny is the right word, but it's, I would a, say it it's, is. A, it's a horny, intense scene. It's very much, um, you didn't need to do this. The, I'll just say, yeah. again, this feels like someone took a porn and then they're like, I bet this could make more money if we could release it in theaters. So yeah. they just changed a couple things. They're like, instead of having sex, what if they like, quote unquote, drain the life force and we just have them kiss a little bit. And then that's the movie. Well, we learn that Ellen is a bit of a masochist. Yeah, she likes pain. She gets slapped just right off the bat before oh. even. <laughs> I mean, I guess I guess Tom did know because we, we learned that Tom can sense yeah, things from people. Can he? You know what I mean? <laughs> he can, he like, walks in like, hey, where is she? And she's like, I don't know. <laughs> Straight away. <laughs> oh, I was like, whoa, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, we he w- strips her clothes off for no reason. Did <laughs> and, you notice that? Yeah. Well, he just takes off the, the top shirt. But still, yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's to like seduce her the answer well, out of her. I, I think that's sort of what it is, because that's when, you know, he says she's a masochist and then he starts kind of like shaking like pulling her, her hair and shaking her and. And my, I think the bit that you brought up that was kind of funny was that his buddy Kane, he's oh, yeah. says, I'm like, leave the room if you don't want to see this. Kane is like, eh, I'm good. He's like, and I'm then, a natural voyeur <laughs> and just leans back on the bed. Not at all. I am a natural voyeur. And then that's when he pulls off like the, the nightgown part of her, of her. And then he, like Kane just sits up and he's like, yeah. oh, oh, his like <laughs> eyes get wide. I'm like, what <laughs> is this? Oh, don't mind me. I like to watch. It's like, I thought this was a horror movie, not, you know. A horny movie. More like Life Force. More like Life Horse. Yeah. More like Life Whores. Yeah. <laughs> nice. nice. So I thought this was kind of funny. It seemed like Tom was using a bit of a Superman power where instead of wiping people's minds, he just is able to learn the next body that Lady Dracula has gone into. I do. Again, I do love there's some vague science here. Good and kiss. every time he does anything, he does like this shaking like quiver thing mm-hmm. <laughs> quivering it's like this is funny <laughs> and apparently the lady dracula has gone into this child murderer patient who was locked up somewhere yeah with a with a birthmark on his face yeah oh you did bring up something sort of funny you said of course he has to use this power on or he has to use the kissing power on a lady oh because i was like convenient that it always happens to be like yeah the only way to move forward is if i kiss this hot woman and I was like, you know what they should have done is the first person they have to talk to is the overweight dude with gray hair and a big old birthmark on his face. And he has to, to kiss to. him. Mm-hmm. And well, you may have been reading a little into this movie. Maybe I was future. using my life force, mind reading powers. 
they're about to use a sedative on the patient, but it turns out it was Patrick Stewart all along. <gasps> he is the one who has the Lady Dracula in him, and they sed- so it's not seduce, seduce him. Yeah, <laughs> they stab <laughs> him with a needle and they they sedate him. I mean, he goes down. Takes a while. Yeah. Lots of thrashing and I did like though that you could sort of hear Lady Dracula's voice intertwined with Mm, Patrick mm -hmm. Stewart's yelling voice. Kind of a possession effect. Kind of cool. Yeah. Apparently Patrick Stewart touched him on the shoulder. And this is when we learned that if somebody touches him or he touches somebody who has had interaction with a Lady Dracula, you can see into their mind. Right. So that's how we found out. They end up tying patrick stewart down and trying to like question him like what what do you want with me why are you connected with me what is up with this where are you where's your body let me go let me go lady dracula starts kind of using her powers to draw tom closer and closer and again the tom quiver activated we have what you predicted we have a kiss yes patrick stewart patrick stewart showing a big old smooch Finally, <laughs> vindicated the, the amount of times like people get close to each other's face in movies and you just silently or you quietly say, now kiss, <laughs> kiss. I was like that. That is perfect. I was so excited. Finally, my dreams have come true. So shit starts just going wild after they kiss. There's blue it's kind of a Ghostbusters moment, swirling blue energy, chairs floating in the around. air. Yeah. yeah, papers. One of the guys they're with gets thrown across the room and his neck gets broken, but I think it's Kane. He takes two more sedatives and stabs Patrick Stewart in the neck. And that slowly ends the whole crazy shebang. shebang. Thank you. We also learn that the two Draculas, the two male Draculas, are not actually dead. And that they jumped bodies into the soldiers who, quote unquote, killed them. And one of them ends up running into one of the scientists from the research center. And we learn that they can actually be murdered with a lead spike. And not being put into the heart, but two inches under the heart, which is where like the it's life. like their energy center. Energy sack or something. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a fucking computer. Got to stab into their battery. And this. Which I kind of like for like, it's like an alien. So they're like, oh, they yeah. have a weird energy thing. Yeah. You got to stab. It was, it's a, it's a cool twist. And so it's Kane and Tom talking to the scientist guy from the research center. He's the one telling them this because he ended up having to actually kill one. Yeah. You see one of them like on the table with a big old. But, but which, by the way, a big old uh, lead sword, apparently, with a fat, fat handle on it for some reason. And I like you asked me, where did he get that? It's like, I- like a weird medieval sword. <laughs> I'm assuming he just had it. He's like, that's my lead coated sword that I carry around with me. And do science. And the scientist confirms that like the legends of old are actually true and that Dracula's apparently are just from space. Yep. They're real. They're like, oh, that's where the old like. Tales came from as aliens visiting Earth. My belief that the vampires of legend came from creatures such as these, perhaps even from these very creatures. It's more than a belief, Falada. It's true. There is a really cool bit that I like where the they're in the helicopter and Patrick Stewart's body and the guy whose neck got broken, his body, you see blood just gets sucked from their face and their eyes and yeah, their mouth like and every their ears, hole in their body every hole and it forms this blood body like visage of of the lady dracula. main lady dracula and she's just like tom and then just falls Bursts. into more blood i just like the cool. effects on that it, it, i don't really see the point of the scene but no it was cool yes it was 
And they used clearly like practical dummies of each. So it's like, man, that was a lot of work for that weird scene. Yeah, it was really upsetting seeing Patrick Stewart getting blood sucked out of his face. <laughs> like, I don't like that. Yeah. Picard? No. Tom now admits that he was the one that fucked up the spaceship. It was me. Why? I couldn't help myself. I've never experienced such. I was in love on a level you've never known, Kane. Lady Dracula was using her powers to make him really horny. And then there's That's more right. scenes of them kissing. And this one made me a little uncomfortable because both of their eyes are just open as they're oh, kissing yeah, very and like uncomfortable. shoving their face into each other. All the kissing in this movie, too, is off. It is. Yeah, it's very much like face rubby, too. Just yeah, it's, it's like kind of kissing. Uh, but yeah, 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 yeah. Now we learn that London is in just absolute chaos. There are riots and shit going about. And apparently just shit is just going out of control it's being spread i think it's being called like a plague right now which neither of us fully <laughs> i feel like understood no because no. i was under the impression it was like vampires where it's spreading like an infection mm -hmm. where one vampire space vampire would go um suck off somebody and they would then turn and then it spreads that way mm -hmm. but then it shows london and there's like a blue ghostly like spirit flying through the city turning people so i was like i don't know maybe that's a part of it so i think and they're that like that bursting is, into flames i think that that is collecting the souls so there was a line so it's like a soul collector yeah there was a line that it was the male draculas that get the souls but the lady dracula was the conduit to the ship mm. because the ship is now in an orbit above london Right, and, and they show see, that pillar of light. Yeah, going straight up into the air. And Tom says something like... He's like, you see those blue dots? Yeah. Those are human souls. Those are the souls. So, yeah, I guess the blue light just collects after they've been turned into, like, underling Draculas. Mm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I, like, I like that I had to look at you and you're like, I, I thought I had it. Now <laughs> I don't. So Tom and Kane end up going to meet the prime minister for a second, but it turns out he's also been infected and the entire base that they just went to is infected. So they jump back on the helicopter. That it, scene felt weird to me, too. Yeah. But anyway, it's like unnecessary. Yeah, it was like we got finally we got to the prime minister. And he's like, hold on a minute. Come here, uh, secretary, secretary. <laughs> and then turns around like, uh oh, and then leave. I was like, wow, it was like two, uh, two second. I think it was to show swap that swap just the government. Right. Was it was corrupt. to be like, we're on our own. Kind yeah, of, you yeah know? pretty much. So they end up going to another secure base where they need to go into a quarantine for two hours because that's when you can tell if you're infected or not. Again, they still believe that it's a plague of some sort. Yeah. But then I love how he's like, we don't have time for this shit. And then it cuts <laughs> to them not being in quarantine. I was like, nice. OK, I guess they listened. Yeah. Tom ends up just dipping at this point, too. Yep. Steals car, drives off because mm -hmm. he feels like he can do something about this. He fucks off and then Kane also fucks off in a car. Tom makes it to a cathedral. And I kind of like this shot because it's just corpses. And like some of them are still sort that of was moving. Cool. Very gothic. There was a very convenient path, you know, on the stairs. Mm -hmm. But maybe it was because she she is essentially she waiting was, for yeah. Tom. She's like, there you go. There Tom, you go. That's for Tom. Tom mentions that when they first met and during like that very horny kiss that they had. There was an exchange of of life of her life force into him and his to her. And that's how she learned their language and made that connection with Tom. And now she sort of wants it back. Mm. 
we go back to Kane and he ends up going back to the research center thinking that's where Tom went. He runs into the scientist that we talked about who had that sword who murdered one of the male Draculas. Mm-hmm. Turns out he's now infected and this Kane So shoot uh, Kane shoots him in the in the life center or whatever the fuck they're calling it. And he's like, it's my time to go or something like that. And his face gets all weird and bubbly I for like some that. reason. I like that. But I was like, why? I don't know. It was cool looking. That's Maybe probably why. It was his two his two hours was over because remember they I guess they sort of turn into husks. More right. Than don't they shrivel? But uh, maybe it's because he got shot in the life force. Oh, right. Pouch. You're right. Maybe. And then he burst into blue flames and the energy flew out. Or it shoots out of his back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe because he was shot in the life force sack, the life force just leaves instead of having to be sucked out by the blue mm. thing. Yeah, maybe. I'm doing a lot of guesswork here, man. Hey. You got to work with me. Yeah, I believe it. So Kane ends up grabbing the big medieval knife, big medieval knife. And I love this. There's just shots of him just sprinting through the city. going So after funny, Tom. dude. And I just like he's waving it around. And he has the gun. Yeah. He just shoots some people. Just like wide eyed and crazed, too. I mean, I think they did a really good job at showing just how kind of fucked London was because it's people. Trying it was just to escape so and- the way they shot it, something about it was so weird. Like, like you said, he would just like <sighs> and then like post up and there'd be shit going around around him. And he would like pose for a second and then he would keep running. Yeah. I like that there were sometimes too where his back was turning. It looked like there was a, a Dracula about to get him. But then some like random person would just walk in the way and they would get eaten. And he'd just yeah. back like, oh, oh, God, I should like, probably. Oh, shit. And, and he would do like, he was like Ferris Bueller-ing it through the city. Like he he did a little like hop over some bodies and stuff. I was like, oh, yeah. Just like, that's hella funny. But then he. He makes it to the cathedral eventually. And Tom has been talking to Lady Dracula. Yeah. She's in the basement. There's this, again, she's in the center of this blue light. And she says something along the lines that, like, fate has brought them together. Yeah, come to me. He was always meant to to find her and to Mm -hmm. be a part of this. And he's like, why? Tell me why. I don't get it. And isn't she like, you're one of us? Yeah. You've always been. Yeah. I I don't get it. You always have been. You're like me. With me now, come with us. I was like, maybe he was like a maybe he's a he's a space vampire, maybe somehow. Does or that she, make sense? No. She just like you know, love at first sight. Yeah, she's like, you're one of us now. Oh, I love you. Also, before Kane went into the cathedral, he ends up stabbing one of the guy Draculas. And yeah, because he, turns... yeah, he was out front doing stuff. Yeah. Oh, okay. So this is when we see the guy Dracula, the male Dracula yeah. dude, like sucking up all of the blue light. Right. It's going into him. He's just like, it'll be much less terrifying if you just come to me. And then Kane stabs him. And then you see him revert back into his big bat form. Yeah. And he's like, ah, does he just disappear? Does he explode? He, he bursts into dust. Mm, and then the it. sword kind of like falls. In, and then it's like sticking out of a dusty corpse on the ground. And Kane picks it up. Well, speaking of Kane picking up that sword, he now has it in his hands and he's looking down. And then this whole, where Tom and Lady Dracula are just fucking they're naked butt now. Naked. They are which she naked. wasn't naked for a second. Really? I think the only scene in the movie when she was lying there, she was in like oh, a yeah. white robe of of sorts. And mm-hmm. then yeah, when we cut back, it's like she's naked again. Of course. So why even just have her be naked the whole time? Oh, Jeff. All right. <sighs> Jesus. Now you know what I mean? One over here. It's like a five second scene of her not naked. But so anyway, they are just genital to genital, body to body, just kissing, kissing it up. and Kane. Hucks the sword, the pointy sword to Tom. 
And what does Tom do, Jeff? He reaches up, slow motion, grabs the sword and impales her from behind through the energy, whatever, and and himself. Yeah. Both of them at once. Which, it would only get one of their energy things if he has an energy thing. If he's a vampire or if he's just a dude, I guess he's just stabbing himself in the in the stomach. Mm-hmm. And then... Not, it's not what I thought. I wish. I love a big bat. And then he'd be like naked, pinned to this big bat. Oh, that'd be super good. Right? Damn. Um, or, or maybe they'd both die, or mm-hmm. I don't know. And then instead, they're kind of like tractor beamed up into the spaceship, into the big space penis. Mm-hmm. And then it shows kind of a zoomed out shot of like all the blue souls floating around, which sperm i mean we're all thinking it oh my god so it's like a big space penis filled with sperm and it's kind of floating through space and then it's kind of like starts drifting back towards the comet and the fucking credits roll oh we have one final shot of kane just looking up and then the credits roll he looks up and he gives a knowing smile and he goes here's here's looking at you kid (laughs) and spicy meatball our credits roll and that is the movie life force yeah what does that mean what the fuck (laughs) We also did They're see alive? like a quick shot of them up in the spaceship because they disappear from Earth. And then yeah, they just, like yeah. Re, they, yeah, they like they just rematerialize. Yeah, like, I mean, like kind of a, like a teleporter. Star, Star Trek, Trek reference. Energize. Beam me up. Um, yeah, what the fuck? I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't fucking know. So I guess they just are now. Well, Jeff, let's move to our final thoughts. That's right. Jeff. Steve. First question, what do you think happened? Uh, fucking who knows? <laughs> so maybe he missed? Maybe. Which is disappointing and kind of unsatisfying. Yeah. He, he skewers them both, and then they're like, just kidding, the end. It's like, what the fuck? Oh, that's hella sad. Maybe he was yeah, trying to kill himself and the Lady Jack. That was, uh, I'm assuming. But now he's just like, what, oh, you know, I am... And he's like, ooh, awkward. Um, she's like, yeah, uh, wrong side, <laughs> dude. I'm fine. Wrong hole. And he's just like, oh, I stabbed myself in the kidney. <laughs> and then, you know. Well, maybe he was. She sucks him back to life or something. Doing that to stop the flow of souls going up into the spaceship. And maybe by like stabbing both of them, they needed to go back up into the ship to end everything. Mm, maybe. Maybe. Because wasn't she like. Come with me the whole time. I think she's just trying to leave. Maybe, but I mean, I feel I like guess. she probably she still wanted souls. Yeah, you want many souls. Also, what happened to the other two guys? The other two vampire boys? They're just still out there. No, I remember Kane got one, and then the scientist buddy. Oh, scientist got one, yeah. and there's only two. Yeah. Oh, so I thought there's three. Total. Wait, well, what happened to the third one? Two dudes and the lady dragon. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, that's right. Because it was the two, two naked men were f- flanking the naked lady. Mm-hmm. Okay. As guards. We're on the same page. I'm glad we had this discussion. <laughs> well, let's move into my second question, Jeff. Did you like this movie? Uh, it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like this movie? You've seen this before, correct? I have. I have seen this movie. And Jeff, I got to say, the first time I watched this movie, I fucking hated it. I remember being like bored halfway through. I think I watched not the director's cut, but the shorter version. Don't quote me on that, but I just remember being like, what is this? There's, That's kind of my takeaway. I was, did you get bored during it? Uh, yeah. Even though we split it up into two different parts. Yeah, it was still kind of like, over two weeks. okay. 
It, it was a little bit on the long side, honestly. It, I'm not like upset about seeing a naked lady, a pretty naked lady. Mm-hmm. Of course. That's what am I going to be like? Boo. But put more clothes on the The story made no sense. Fine. <laughs> yeah. It was just kind of like, who cares? I don't know. I don't know what it was about this rewatch. Where I was like, this is this is kind of like, like, do I fun love this movie? I, I, yeah, maybe it's because I'd heard about it before and I went in just wanting to not like it or or maybe the director's cut just worked better. Maybe there's more changes than than I thought than we think. I don't know. I just remember being excited seeing Patrick Stewart. And then when they both kissed, cool. I was like, ha I've never seen Patrick Stewart kiss. That's not true. I've seen him yeah, kiss, I've seen him kiss a bunch of times. Star, Star Wars Trek. But you've never seen him kiss Kane. Exactly. No, he didn't kiss Kane. He kissed Tom. <sighs> Damn it. Yeah. Oh, she kissed more people. Agreed. I, you know, I very much am behind Patrick Stewart kissing whoever he wants. Yeah. Kiss away. Kiss. Energize. Uh, did you, let me ask you this. Did, uh, would you show this movie to uh, other people? Yeah, I would. Like, like or I recommend said. recommend it. Like I said, I didn't like this the first time. The only reason I suggested rewatching this was because I thought I would just talk hella shit about it. We'd, we'd <laughs> kind of do that whole, whoops, that switch thing where mm-hmm. you're like, oh, it was okay. And I'm like, fuck this movie. But I'm you liked it more than me. I did. I'm trying to remember like what I thought about this the first time. I think I have it like on my Instagram because during COVID, I tried watching like a handful of shit movies or, you know, just bad 80s movies. And this was one of them. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Memo. I kind of wish like as soon as the movie ended, I just stood up and left without saying a word <laughs> to me or anyone yeah. else. Just like, all right. And then you just come on the podcast like, I don't know what happened. Uh, well, this one is just all me now. <laughs> Went from three people to, to none. Just to, to one. Excuse to one. me, sir. Excuse yeah. Me. I just got to wow. leave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, Fuck this movie. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't know what about this that makes me like it more this time. I, I I'm glad I showed you this. I think this is a weird one. I think maybe I would show the shorter version to somebody. Mm. I think knowing what was going to happen this time, I expected it. So it didn't seem like I was looking for something to kind of like latch on to or be like, oh, I like this part. Right. Sometimes or when I rewatch something I didn't like, knowing like you're not sitting there like, oh, my God, when is this going to fucking end? You're like, well, yeah. I know when it's going to end. So I can just sit here and kind of Let, like look at stuff and yeah. coast. Yeah. Or look at different things. Right. Or appreciate trying to appreciate different things. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I will show this to somebody. And uh, Jeff, would you? Probably not. Would you show this to Skylar? No. <laughs> I'd probably show her a scene. Mm-hmm. Like, watch this crazy shit. Uh, I might recommend it to someone ver- in a very specific circumstance of just like, it's Halloween. I I want to watch something dumb from the 80s. Yeah. No, see, there's so many other better movies yeah, that I would recommend. Like, sort of thinking that, too. What there's I- just not a lot of fun to it. Yeah, it's like a it's like 28 days later, but bad. <laughs> like it's just nowhere watch, near as bleak. That's well, that, I guess that's the fun element. Bleak. are Dracula's from space. Yeah, but they're so sad. But they're also naked. That's true. It's pretty cool. That's the, see, hold on. Imagine this. Imagine this movie, except no nudity. Oh, now how do you feel about the movie? Like, less isn't nudity. it way more boring? <laughs> Wait, let me ask you this. Is it as horny instead of like just as horny? Being, OK. Maybe, maybe. But the main girl's wearing like a like a rubber suit, like a big Michelin Man suit, and a big parka, and like that'd be kind of cool, actually. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Maybe I'd like it more. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. This is a very specific movie. I think I'd recommend to people. I I I think I would recommend this to people who are listening to the podcast. 
I don't know. True, <laughs> I guess. Like I people who listen to this podcast know to expect certain movies that we will like and recommend or watch. And if you're listening to this podcast, I say give it a red hot go. If you don't like 20 minutes in, maybe 25 minutes in. I think that's fair. Yeah, don't watch the rest because it's pretty much the same. Yeah. I think maybe the best parts are the exploding corpses or like the the sucked off, uh, you know. They sucked off like Raisin Boys? Yeah. Yeah, I think those are the best. Like certain ones too where it's like they're animatronic. Yes. And the eyes are like rolling around. I'm like, that's fucking nuts. So. Yeah, I guess it doesn't get much better than that. Huh? I would say if you're if you're still not on board, you're not going to commit to the first 20 minutes. Don't watch the trailer. Watch like a watch like a scene from the movie on YouTube. Didn't we watch the trailer? Yeah, it was kind of you know it's a it's the original trailer. None of those are good. I mean, it felt like it did a pretty good job of showing what the movie is. It felt a little bit more action packed <laughs> than the actual movie. Sorry, I'm really excited. Just <laughs> fucking bumped the mic. It was like pew pew. Oh, ah! I was like, this pacing is oh, not yeah. even close to the movie. You're right. Again, we did watch the like the director's cut or whatever. True. So maybe maybe the theatrical is like action packed. It's every not. moment. It's not. Uh, well, let's move into the rating of this movie. Jeff, out of five Space Draculas, how many Space Draculas would you give this movie? Uh, out of five, I'd probably give it two Space Draculas out of five. That's fair. I it's not too bad. Coming from. Um, I don't think I'd ever vote something zero. Have I ever used a zero anything? I feel like my brain doesn't. Like one is the lowest. Mm-hmm. Uh, so two. You know, there's some fun moments. Patrick Stewart showed up. He was oh great. God. Again, naked, naked people are cool. Mm-hmm. There's some cool animatronic shriveled up raisin kids, guys, mm-hmm. some cool dusty, you know, kills. Uh, so two, two out of five. Uh, right. What about you? I'm going to be very close to you on this rating. I'm going to give this a 2.5. Whoa. Out of five Space Draculas. Although I, I I definitely liked it more than you. It's it's not great. Yeah. <laughs> I think the horniness alone of the entire like the tone of this movie, the horny tone, gives it like that point five because it adds in a bit of it is amusing comedic element. Yeah. That mm-hmm. if if they were didn't have this movie as horny as it was, I'd be like, this is much more boring totally. than it is. I think the music was really good. The the opening music was it's going over like a giant space like meteor or the moon or something. I'm like, oh, shit, I'm getting like pumped up. I even have it in my notes. I didn't say it, but <laughs> it just says music is cool. I didn't even notice. Yeah. And it, it gets very loud and intense. And I think the music at the end was pretty good. The atmosphere. Again, it's just like that 80s kind of bleak B sort of movie feel, which I think can really impact how I feel about a movie. Mm-hmm. And maybe seeing this already and knowing what I was going into helped with this. Like, I I guess I did say that earlier where I just know not to expect too much and to now just lean back and appreciate the practical effects, the horniness. And of course, like you said, Patrick Stewart, he's great. He was in it for maybe what? 10 minutes tops. Yeah. This was before the next generation, I believe, right? Mm -hmm. Because next generation was 89. Uh, not sure, but I'm, I'm almost positive it, it, was before yeah because this was 85 so this was before he was captain jean-luc picard i love when people in the star trek say jean-luc picard they try and say it with like a french accent or <laughs> a little french twist i'm like that's cool that's very villainous yeah because he's supposed to be french yeah but they did explain in picard season two that his family fled from france to england ah, or something so that's why, and that's why yes so there's a 
Star Trek fact for you. Star Trek fact. Star Trek fact. I don't like your lack of enthusiasm, Jeff. Uh, I was just following you. That's fair. So 2.5 out of 5 Draculas, Space Draculas, excuse me. (laughs) This, I don't know. (laughs) It can be fun, but it definitely is not for everyone. Yeah, still still feeling great. Mm -hmm. I like Draculas and I like space shit. And I think it it, it reaches a certain level of satisfaction without really being like... Wahoo! I feel like if you imagine on like a bracket, yeah, it's gonna drop out so quick. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I agree. even just like space Dracula movies, I feel like it would probably drop out pretty quick. Probably. I haven't seen that many though. But Compared to you know all those other ones like space space suckers, Dracula's from Mars. Mm-hmm. I think there's like a like go wackier that. with it. Maybe yeah. maybe that's the answer or better. I don't know. Somewhere in the between. I'm just repeating myself now. Yeah, me too. Well, let's move into everyone's favorite segment of the show. And uh, fittingly horny. Tops and bottoms. Like it or hate it. One one star review and one five star review of this movie. For our one star review, I have user Daryl. Is that right? Straightforward. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, User Daryl. His review starts seriously. How can you make a space vampire movie with Dwayne Barry, Jean-Luc Picard, and some always naked woman so fucking boring? I mean, it's from the writer of Alien and the director of Poltergeist and the, te- the Texas Chainsaw Massacre for crying out loud. The sets look cheap. The acting is criminally awful. The plot is utter bollocks. The atonal score is annoying. I just felt utterly drained from about 10 minutes in. Ayo. Worst thing I've seen since that Ghost Rider sequel. One star. You know, I, I got to say the acting, I didn't bring this up, but I kind of really liked that it wasn't great. Me too. It was like B movie. It, it fit C this movie. movie. And it also, Tom, his acting was a little much. I would say <laughs> maybe the maybe his was the worst. It but in, again, in a way that I enjoyed. Yeah, it, it made his character just even more kind of insane and delirious right. and just like uh, there's a vampire Dracula in my head. Yeah, the quivering. <laughs> so much quivering. Yeah. Alrighty, for the five star review from Letterboxd by user Gloomer, daft and delirious pulp sci-fi adaptation of the Colin Wilson novel The Space Vampires. Toby Hooper's outrageous aesthetic combines a whirlwind of activity into a hope it works blender and emerges surprisingly <laughs> unscathed. Narrative has a drive and energy that is constantly engaging and involved and involving resulting in little or no exposition recaps that ruin large scale productions. Rousing Harry Mancini theme, one of the many unexpected pleasures, formidable work by all the effects teams creating a vivid universe of outright madness. Fabulous entertainment that leaves one giddy with glee, as well as wondering how did this ever get made? Five stars. I guess that's the five star view. Yeah, it, it's just sort of saying more of just this is outrageous and yeah. just ridiculous. And well, it was a movie, <laughs> and, it, and here it is. I wonder how many one star views use like um, life force draining puns, or it sucked. It sucked the life force out of me. That was pretty good. <sighs> it sucked the life force out of me. I was drained of. Yeah, I my, was so dry that my blood turned cold. I was sucked dry like a raisin. Huh? 
Well, that I think is going to be it for this week of the podcast. Let me tell you, we may have just watched a movie about space Draculas, but I am also feeling drained. <laughs> uh, me too. You know what? That movie did drain me. <laughs> so did the Del Taco. Oh my God. I don't feel great that's a that. Li- that's a life force drainer if I ever uh, heard of one. I feel like shit. <laughs> <laughs> and here's our endorsement for Del Taco. Oh, wait. What? Steve. Yeah. The hot take hotline. Oh my God. Oh my the God. The light's blinking. We almost went without going, hitting that. Yeah. Let's, let's pull that up real quick. All right. Hold on. I'll just hit play. All right. Hey guys. Um, Fernando here. Just driving. Just finished listening to the uh, underwater episode. Uh, makes me really want to watch the movie. Uh, you guys are doing great. I love his voice melting too. That whole uh, scream thing. That was awesome. Keep rocking, guys. Love you. Well, that was really nice. Hey. <laughs> thanks, Fernando. Yeah, thanks, man. Really appreciate you coming on by all the way from Florida for last week's episode that everyone absolutely loved just hearing us talk about nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> and it was uh, definitely a little different than the message we got last week about being threatened by a murderer. <laughs> yeah, this was, a, you know, a nice, fun message. I feel loved and not hunted. I like that we do get the best of both worlds, though. Yeah. I feel like just like a horror movie, we have to have good moments while also be being chased by a murderer. Yeah, and I hope... Just while we're on that subject, no, you know, no updates. I'm just going to make sure I'm not going to walk home by myself and uh, just keep looking behind my back. You know what I mean? What, what Look out you, for any masked men. What did you call the guy? Jig face? Uh, go. Jig face, right? <laughs> I think so. No updates yet, but maybe we'll hear back from you soon. Killer. All right. Well, yeah. Jeff, Kill, please, killer. Can you wrap this up? <laughs> Alrighty, you can follow the podcast on Instagram at Hurwitz's House of Horror. You can, or on TikTok, same same username. You can follow the host Steve at Steve with a bunch of E's. You can follow me at Art of Jefferson. You can follow Ugly Cowboy at Ugly Cowboy Co. You can sign up for the Patreon at patreon.com slash H-H-O-H. Real big shout out to the two producers of the show, James Miller and Fernando Diaz. Shout out to you guys for being on the Final Girls tier. Thank you so much for your support. You can rate and review this podcast on all of your podcasting apps. Most of them, you can literally do it right in the app. And if you leave us five stars and a review, we will read that review out live. If you leave us a one-star review, you know what? That review will be left unread. So give us a good one. Yeah. Or just the five stars. We'll take it. It really does help us out. It helps get our name out there to more people to listen to our great horror knowledge and facts and all of our Star Trek references. Because where can you listen to a podcast where we talk about horror and always try and have something Star Trek related? Yeah. All in one ball of podcasting. Podcast ball. Podcast balls in your ears. And this episode is probably the horniest we've done. So you're feeling a little uh, little loosey-goosey, you, see, you know, tell people about it. You're getting nervous over there. <laughs> getting, getting a little loosey-goosey You're thinking about here. that movie. You're thinking about that Picard kissing. I am. Well, Jeff, before we end up ending everything for the day. Oh, uh, Jesus Christ. We are going to be coming back real hot next week, I believe, right? Yes, because next week is going to be our first episode of... Hurwitz's Horror-tober, part two, where we will spend the entire month of October covering part two of movies that we have covered the first 
already. So I don't really know which one in particular is up next. What are some examples just in general? So we will be covering Gremlins 2. We will be covering Hellraiser 2, Final Destination 2, Scream 2, and Child's Play 2. It's a lot to look forward to. It certainly is. It's a lot to look forward to. to. Hit the button. Which one? This one? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So this is just another reason to follow the Instagram because we haven't decided which one it will be yet, clearly. And when we do decide, we will definitely post it. But I am certainly looking forward to the spookiest time of year with the spookiest podcast with the spookiest spooktober. What's it called? Horror-tober. So come back next week for... Erwitz's Horror-tober. Part two. The sequel. All right, everyone. Thank you again for coming back, giving us a listen. As always, we appreciate it. And we will see you back here next week. And with that... Jeff, as we say at the end of every episode uh, for Witz's House, uh, Bora, man, that's a super horny Dracula. Whoa, her nipples are out. <laughs>